know, Ethan, every single time we sit down to do this podcast, uh, it tends to ping pong back and forth who brings us in. And when it's my turn to bring it in, I always have like a near panic attack because I'm trying to think of something witty and otherwise memorable uh, to do to bring us in. But I think I've just accepted the fact that it doesn't really happen. So with that revelation, I'd like to welcome everybody to another episode of the Grunge Bible Podcast. This is episode number 143 coming to you on December the 18th or later in life and in the world. But my name is Chris Salona, Ethan Shalloway. You are here with me. Ethan Shalloway, how are you? Amen to all of that. I am well, Chris. I am well. It is the Christmas season. It is upon us. Um, life's been busy. We're still hammering out podcasts for the people. We're hammering. No problem. And uh, yeah, we are doing well. Um, yeah, you know, the cold open coming in, that's not even a cold open, just the intro, you know, sometimes you get anxiety for no reason. Well, that's the thing, you know, it's it's tough for you, you know, all be the special. listeners out there that really care which particular way I choose to bring in, you know, bring it, bring us in here. So hopefully, you know, I'm just being I watch, honest. Uh, I watched, yeah, coverage of disc golf, the pro tour and whatnot on Joe yeah, Mez, yeah. probably some Joe Mez people out there. Hopefully. And, uh, you know, they commentate and... Nate Sexton, one of the pro guys, he always says hello and welcome. And I mean, I think it's more than just me and the group, but like it's really annoying because he just says like, hello and welcome. Hello. It's like the same exact thing every time. So I always think about that when I get into it. I'm like, me yeah, too. I don't want to do the same thing because I know people like like that cadence. Sometimes it gets annoying. Mm-hmm. Maybe people like it though. I don't yeah, know. There's I some agree. things that stick in a good way. Some yeah. things that don't cherry pie. Yes, guy. I am. I am very <laughs> intentional about the fact. That if there's one thing I don't want to become when it comes to my introductions here, I don't want to become a routine guy. Um, I don't want to do you know hello and welcome back to the Grunge Bible Podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, I, I just don't want to. Um, I don't want to stick to one particular thing. So I like to float around, and sometimes you know, sometimes you have stuff, and other times you don't have stuff. Um, but that's just the way that the you things roll the king around at it? here. Who's the king at it? Tony Kornheiser. <laughs> oh, Tony Kornheiser. If I they have... lead in, they lead in with like four, you know, four different topics. Like that, they say like four, and then like, but before we get into that, and then they talk about the first one. It's genius. Mm-hmm. Every time yeah. it works, I'm like, damn, they get yeah. me pulled right in. There's just some sort of weird alchemy that's that's existing with everybody who does something that is on a schedule like that, and it's the same structure. Some people it works, you know, the the same the same uh, you know one liners and same you know things that become catchphrases or cadences, and and some people it doesn't work, and I'm. I'm not one of those people. Like it doesn't work for me. I know it. Um, yeah, I don't listen to the podcast, but if I did, I'm sure I'd be even more critical. Uh, although I did listen right. to last week's episode, the Uncle Buck episode, it slapped. Hell yes. That was a really good episode. Hell yes, yes. If you haven't if you're joining us for the first time, welcome. Happy to have you. Picked a great week. And if yes, and it, well, you missed the great week. Last week was the one that you guys should go back and listen yeah. to. So if you are looking for another another episode, uh we did a great episode on Uncle Buck to get us in the Christmas season. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> because it is a Christmas movie. Because it's we a all Christmas movie, yeah. Yeah. Um, so for today's episode, we are going to kind of do our usual thing, talk about music, this day in music, Christmas music, a few do's and don'ts in the Christmas season, yeah. things we like, things, things we don't like. things that are upsetting like. us, perhaps. Yeah, we're just going to go through the uh, just a typical Grunge Bible episode at... Uh, that happens to come out during around Christmas. But before we do that, if you're looking for a way to support us, because we don't have any traditional ad reads in this program, it's all pretty much 
as you know, the Patreon club that we have, Patreon support system. We have a two, five, and a ten dollar uh, tier where you guys give us money and we give you the podcast and the page. It's a pretty straightforward deal as of right now. Sometimes, you know, we've we want to do some other stuff. We do some giveaways for the Patreon. We've sent them some stuff. I mean, and we will you know, do it, it again. And we will do it again, as they say, big things are coming. Um, but until then, um, it's just generosity from you guys that keeps this thing running. Mm-hmm. Absolutely, and and that's that's what that's what keeps us rolling, Ethan, as you just said. And um, we've got those three tiers: two dollars, five dollars, and ten dollars per month. And um, we like to thank the uh, ten dollar Patreon supporters uh, every episode, and I will do that now. And I just want—I've um, got a feeling out there that there's probably some people that maybe uh, are newer to the podcast, and certain things have transpired that. It, have inspired them to check out, you know, the podcast. Um, and they might be on the fence. They might be pondering whether or not they want to donate or whether they want to become a, a part of the Patreon club. Um, and I think they should, I, you know, I, wherever you are, if you've ever thought about it, um, now would be a really, really good time, you know, to give us that nice little Christmas gift that we've been working so hard for. It is a big commitment. I mean, if I'm going to, you know, let the cat out of the bag, I don't, I'm not a Patreon supporter of anybody myself. I am also not a Patreon supporter of anybody. I don't. And that's no, just not, not my thing. Like, yeah, I mean, like, I, you know, we support people in different ways, but I understand. I don't, cons- tough, I don't consume content com- in that way. Right. You know, it's a tough commitment. Um, yeah. So I understand. Yeah. But please consider. We need it. <laughs> please consider. We definitely need it. Uh, and thankfully, we are receiving some of that money uh, each month, thanks to uh, everybody who is a member currently. We've got 56 members right now. Uh, and uh, the top tier who give us $10 a month, uh, they are comprised of Carlene Salona, Alexa Shannon, Jade Mercado, The Blue Owl, Fuck Soup, Jamie Lynn, Lauren Irene, Rachel Corning, Millie, Doug Endy, What the Fuck is Up, Denny's, Black Hole Sean, Chris LSMS, Nikki Six, Kara K, Alex Long, Seattle 4, Fanboy from New Jersey, Eddie Vedder got me through my second divorce, Faith Bitt. Mike McCready's mustache, Epona, Granny Grunge, Corden Stewart, Eric R. Berry, Keith White, Gochu John, Debo, Pile of Punk, Sherry Matthews, and Lamellar Bone. Thank you so much to everybody. And uh, that was the full list. Uh, Rachel Corning's furlough of not being mentioned uh, is officially over. I figure Christmas is coming up soon. So, uh, you know, we're getting that name back Merry into the Christmas. fold. Merry Christmas, yeah. Rachel. Exactly. Merry Christmas, Rachel. Yes. Thank you to the wonderful people of the Patreon world. Um, so let's not waste any time, Chris. Let's yeah. get right to the to today in music so then we can talk about some more Christmas oriented stuff. Absolutely. Um so December eighteenth, in the across all of history, this is what we got for you. It's not that exciting. <laughs> We've Past trawled the, the ocean floor for these <laughs> dates and these events and uh yeah, it's it's definitely a stronger lineup for the uh for the birthday department than the events department. And it's funny because last week before we talked about it, I said, this date kind of sucks, referring to December 11th la- a week ago. This one kind of sucks even more. Like, there's not much yeah. going on. And I, you know, I look on the internet to try to pull these dates, and I find certain websites have things, and other other websites have other things. Yeah. I went through, like, three sites. I'm like, this can't be all there is, right? But sure enough, mm-hmm. I guess it, that this is all we've got. Um, but let's start with the birthdays. Uh, and we start off with a really strong one. Uh, and honestly, this is picking up all of the slack that the events are... Um, are, are giving. Uh, and on this day in 1943, Keith Richards was born. Um, the king, the everlasting light, uh, the man who won't die, uh, the the patron saint of open G guitar, mm-hmm. bluesy shit. Uh, I love Keith Richards. I love everything that he's done. And I hope he has a happy birthday. Yeah. So he's turning 80, right? 
Pulled 80, 40, the big eight zero. No, yeah. That's pretty amazing. Who would have thought? Would've Not thought. him. <laughs> Not him. He's still performing, right? Still performing. Yeah. The, the Charlie yeah. Watts, the drummer passed away, I think in 2022. Yeah. Um, but I believe everybody else who was comprising the stones the last couple of years is still, I mean, him, him and Mick, obviously, uh, you know, the Charlie's passed on. I, I, you know, I think Keith is the, you know, the, the soul and mix the heart. Are you a stones guy? You big stones no, guy? No, not really. No, no. Yeah, my dad, fair. my dad was not a stones or Beatles guy, so I never listened to him growing okay, up. And right, um, so it just was never. I always thought that they were. I mean, I do like I like the Stones more than the Beatles, and they have some really good stuff. Goes without um, saying, right? Yeah. Give me shelter, love it. Um, yeah. It's my they're usually my favorite song, but it's crazy to think. So, like, I mean, if you remember on Thanksgiving. The Cowboys had a halftime show and Dolly Parton played and she's uh seventy seven. She just yes. like stood, you know, stood there. Um, it's crazy to think that people above seventy five are still like touring and, and playing yeah. music and it yes. is I mean, it's mind blowing. Just picture your grandparents. Like Yeah. <laughs> like my grandfather well, my grandfather's seven years older than uh than Keith Richards is now. Um, but I remember when he was in his seventies and when he turned 80 and I just, yeah. I don't know how you, how you, how you sustain that type of, uh, precise dexterity to play instruments, uh, that, that too, you know, yeah. um, I think it was, um, I think there was an interview so at some point with Mark Knopfler, uh, from Dire Straits. And like, that was something that he was talking about. Cause he's got to be in his mid to late seventies now. And it's just got to be challenging. Clapton has said this too. Um, and, I mean, Keith, I just, I just don't know how they do it. I mean, it's obviously, it's very impressive, like, you know, Dolly Parton doing the halftime show and still being able to perform and whatnot. But when you add that extra, extra component of, of playing an instrument, like I think of like James Taylor or somebody like that, anybody who's of that age from that era, um, it's really cool. I, I'm not going to be able to do the things that I'm doing now in my, you know, when I turn 80 or in my late seventies and I sure as shit hope I'm not doing the grunge Bible podcast. So yeah. I mean, it's Keith. like when I decided to continue athletics it's like athletics your body very very defined line like it's gonna be hard to go past 40 for super right. competitive stuff and then the music like unless you're adam music, nelson yeah yeah <laughs> like or tom brady i or mean tom there's brady. but there's people like that yeah i mean 50s and 60s are like so good for singer songwriters and stuff and they it's such a long it's a long career they can yeah. be well i think it's springsteen is, first and foremost i mean he's yeah. i think he's 74 now or somewhere around there. And I mean, he still plays three hours, you know, three hours when he's out there and he's running up and down as best he can in his mid seventies and he still sounds great. And just, it's just the energy and the fact that there's still maybe a desire there or they've gotten so good at, uh, feigning that desire. Um, you know, it's, mm -hmm. it's, it's all, it's, it's very, very impressive. So Keith Richards still ticking. Uh, they, they put out an album, uh, like a couple of months ago, the, the, evidently mm -hmm. it was like critically acclaimed as the best Stones album since some of the stuff they did in like the early '80s, and I haven't gotten around to listening to it. Um, but I don't know, maybe yeah. maybe I should. Anyways, anyways, moving on. Um, in three years, moving on three years in the future, 1946. Alex and like, am I pronunciation right, Chris? Is it Lingertwood? Lingertwood. Yeah, Alex Ligertwood of Santana Ligert, was born. Ligertwood, Alex Ligertwood, yeah, I believe so. Um, so he is a few years younger, but I, I think that you know I looked up some pictures. I think he's still playing at, at the old age as well. So nice. Um, That's huge. What do you think of Santana, Chris? Uh, I mean, it's, it's Santana, right? Uh, I mean, they're they're important. I I never 
I never wake up in the morning for the for for Santana and then for the 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 person uh, who were about to say the band that they were in. I I don't listen to these bands really. Um, oh, it's but, different. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. What? I didn't realize that. Uh, I thought he played along with Santana. No, no, yeah, the, no, no. He did. I, I made a reference to the person that we're going to say next too. Like these two bands, I, I don't, okay. I don't, I don't speak, I don't really listen to them. Yes, yes, okay. Yeah. Scratch that. that was, I, I didn't. Yeah, I, I was didn't very do, confused. I, I didn't. Like, I didn't clearly articulate that. I made. I made another verbal another... typo. <laughs> <laughs> another verbal typo. Check, check that one off the bingo card. Yeah, I don't know. Santana, they're great. Uh, but what do you think about Santana? Yeah, I always think. I mean, pretty electric people. I mean, he has. He shows up in the most random places, and he's yeah, played Carlos, with some. Yeah. Like, yeah, some of our favorite. Uh, I don't know what do you call them hybrids and stuff and yeah I used to love uh what is it in the some, something in the night what was the rig song that came out like twelve years ago in the in the the dead of the night now is this the one with uh, Kroger yeah yeah uh, I don't remember I think it was just called Into the Night Into the Night Dance yeah, Off Into, into the, the Night yeah and then obviously <laughs> Smooth with Rob Thomas I mean that was that was the standard bearer of the late nineties. Into the Night, that was the song that got me into um, Santana's lore, and then oh, yeah. probably also a lot of mm-hmm. Kroger. Yeah. Anyway. So moving on to 1953, turning the big 7-0 today is Elliot Easton, who is best known as the lead guitarist and backing vocalist for The Cars. And something about you, Ethan, tells me that you might get down with The Cars a little bit, or you may have went through a Cars phase. I do. This is a Dave Shalloway special. He was yeah. he's a big cars guy. Cars, um, Chicago, like any any of those Boston, things. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, exactly. So and uh this is another Tom Puck's favorite as well, my coach. Mm-hmm. Um just kind of that new wave like sound and um they just had a they just had a member pass away in the last year, I believe. Um yeah, what was it? I don't closely follow the uh Yeah, cars. I think I believe I believe they did. I'm not sure it was yeah. I'm not going to try and figure it out and get it wrong. People aren't but, here for that. Yeah. I would, I would love to venture in more of the cars, uh, realm. Cause I feel like they have some, some good live performances and stuff. I've, I've yeah. seen some people talk about that, but, um, other than just like the lore coming from my father and, and the people of older than me that like lived it, they talk about the cars really highly. Yes, they certainly so, do. It's good enough for me. Yeah enough for everybody else so <laughs> okay 1970 dmx was born the late this great is, uh, dmx yeah he passed away i remember when he passed away it was uh three years it was, ago I it believe. was recent yeah it was 2021 he years. passed away 2021 and um that was kind of a big i remember i mean people always talk about like the dmx concert where he played for like one of the most attended concerts ever mm-hmm. and i thought it was wild and i looked it up and it it was just like a like a sea of people that i it's like i don't even know how the people in the back like how do you even have a concert that big like it wasn't like a stadium you know yeah. it was just like a um just like a venue or just like, like just a gathering place yeah yeah and uh massive people he was, he was really really good pretty everybody uh, knows the dmx hits yeah Pretty vulgar when I was a young kid listening to Very, very vulgar. To... <laughs> yes. Very yes, vulgar absolutely. To yeah. Yeah. And there's there's a lot there's a lot in there that uh, you know, I, I can't necessarily sing along to a lot of DMX's songs. Um, but you know, they were they were present and they still are for sure. So 
born on this day in 1970, born on this day in 1980, uh, pop icon Christina Aguilera celebrating her, I suppose that'd be 43rd birthday. Mm-hmm. Sounds right. That's big time. Yeah, Christina. Uh, don't never, never go right to the well with her, but she pops up a lot and, uh, obviously super talented. So happy birthday. Somebody who we do go to the well, uh, and we've definitely gone through phases, uh, born on this day in 2001. So turning 22 years old, uh, is Billie Eilish and we're, we're big Billie fans. Crazy, crazy that she's 22. Yeah. Time flies, man. Yeah, I mean, it's been like six years in the limelight or something like that, maybe a little yep. less. Came came of age very, very young. I remember the, the debut album, When We All Fall Asleep, Where Do We Go, from 2019. That was a um, that was a massive, massive hit, and then Happier Than Ever in 2021. I I like I like Billie Eilish's music. Um, I love I love the you know I love Phineas too. I think they they both do some really incredible things together, and you know just to that burden of growing up in the limelight. I think you got to get, you got to grow old pretty quickly uh, and deal mm-hmm. with a lot of things. But Billie Eilish is a very, very supreme talent. Um, and I, I will not tolerate any sort of slander in that department. Yeah. She's really, really good. And uh, she'll be around for a while. I think. Yeah. As long as she wants to be, you know, creating music. Yeah. So Exactly. So moving on to some events. Yes, we've got, um, a, we've got just a powerhouse of events here. Uh, there's two that are worth mentioning. And Ethan, I'm pretty excited about this first one. So may I, uh, may I have the floor oh, yeah. here? Yeah, go ahead. I'm not so excited about the second one, but I'll, I'll <laughs> say it. All right. <laughs> on this day in 1961, the Tokens started a three-week re- three run at number one on the U.S. charts with their hit song, the timeless classic, The Lion Sleeps Tonight. A timeless Incredible. piece of Americana. Fun fact. Yeah. So I just heard this was in the P- playing in the PT room, maybe even today might've been wow. today. And, uh, it takes me back to chorus class, like fourth and fifth grade. And we actually sang this song. Did you? Um, yeah. Which is wild to think about, but it was a really good, um, example of like, you know, around and like multiple people, you know, singing different parts oh, yeah. at the same that was time. An, that so was an important a lot part of, of the middle school chorus is getting everybody yes. to sing around. I remember, so I went to Catholic school growing up and uh, we would have to, we would go to mass as a part of, you know, during the school day. And then like the music director like wanted, um, you know, like there was some song, some like some hymn that we were singing. And like the idea was like, it was going to be around with like the whole, the whole student body. So like, First grade would take one second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, and eighth. And like, obviously you reach a certain point, I think probably around sixth grade that a lot of people, you know, as you become a teenager, you're not necessarily comfortable or wanting to sing uh, if you don't sing. So (laughs) by the end, like it was just like sixth, seventh, and eighth grade that was left singing. And then like each time somebody would drop off, like seventh grade had like four people singing. And then like eighth grade, there was like one brave soul who was just taking it Mm -hmm. home. But everybody else was like, I'm not singing in front of everybody. I was not singing. I I, I couldn't bring myself to. Um, Yeah, yeah, I feel like it was... It was like a revolt. People were like, don't sing, don't sing. Like, this is the time. Like, let's let's show them. Like, mm-hmm. no one sing. Yeah, we're going to make this yeah. plan backfire. Mm-hmm. Yeah, great, great song. Uh, three weeks at number one, best song in the U.S. at the time. Love it. That's huge. Um, 2011. So 12 years ago, One Direction, everyone's favorite grunge band, played their first <laughs> show ever. Yeah, I love that co-headlining tour they did with Mudhoney in 2012. Uh, really, really killer stuff. I recommend you check out the uh, the 
the the cachet of uh, live live footage that's out there for that one. Um, one Direction, Ethan, they kind of dominated a lot of uh, popular discussion when we were. I suppose that would have put us in high school. Um, they were they were pretty they were pretty massive. Yeah, I mean, and they're a good example of those uh, bands that split up and then everybody has their kind of solo careers. I mean, obviously mm-hmm. Harry Styles. Uh, yeah massive right now and his stuff that he does i mean he's a super talent um yeah really uh good at what he does in performing yeah. uh was it zane i think he does some other stuff yeah. i can't remember the other guys lewis tomlinson yeah so there's some <clears throat> yeah that's correct L- so, ladanian tomlinson <laughs> yeah lt um lt baby so it's cool it's cool to see the but bands like do something and then they break off and everybody has their own separate careers that are probably bigger than I mean, at least Harry's is definitely a much bigger stand than the One Direction stint, but... Yeah, for sure. Yeah. That's so. it. That's all we've got. There's nothing else notable that happened on this day, uh, December 18th in music history. So now I think we should transition to the uh, the, the main aspect of this episode. It's going to be a lot of Christmas stuff. We do have a release coming uh, on December 25th on Christmas Day, but this is where we're going to get a lot of our work done. So real quick, Ethan, I just need to check in. How is the Christmas shopping going? Mm, or is it question. going? It is not going yet. It's not going. I have, yes, I've had plans and aspirations the last two weeks, three weeks to get it we done. We always this do. Is, this is the year, you know, <laughs> this is the year. I'm going to get out there. I'm going to do it in person, but uh, I have stuff I want to buy online. I've had anxiety has not allowed me to purchase items and so i have mm-hmm. none done and uh happens every year so yeah. i got a lot of work to do i really want to make this make this christmas special buy some good <laughs> presents yeah so yeah how about you chris how how is your shopping going well if you asked me uh, at this time yesterday um the answer would have been the same as yours but last night i, I dipped my feet into the water a little bit from the comfort of my own home and I checked off a, a, a good amount of the things that I needed to purchase, you know, or that I could purchase from the internet. Um, so I've, I've mentally completed like 75% of my shopping. Like I know what I'm getting. It's just a, a matter of doing it. And actually after we record, I'm, I'm going to go out and get some more of it done uh, here. Today's the 13th of December. So uh, kind of, kind of in line with what I normally do, but yeah, we're, we're getting there a little bit, but you know, it's tough. I mean, I mean, what it's uh, I always struggle to figure out, you know, what 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 do I get people, especially the people I, people I've been buying for for years now. You know, there's only there's only so many cardigans that like you can get your grandmother. Um, you know, and, and you know how many how many World War II books you know can can you get for you know your old man or your or, or your papa? But That's no, nevertheless, the beat goes on. So, are you a believer in the Christmas list? Do you have a list of stuff you want, or do you ask people what they want, or how do you operate? Um, no, not usually. I try to be. I try to be creative. Um, this year, I haven't been creative. I've I've had to solicit some lists from people. Some um, gift cards. Yeah, I mean, it depends. Like, if you're in my inner circle, you're not getting a gift card. Like, I, I, you know, that's just that would be that would be detrimental to I think right. how people would view my character. But there's people that are kind of like on on the periphery. Like, you just it's like the nut button meme, like gift card, you know. Um, but uh, you know they're going to use it, so it's fine. Starbucks, don't exactly. <laughs> yeah, just hammer it away. Just hammer those Amazon gift cards or something, uh, or just you know the local restaurant that they go to. But it's always it's always a mix. This year, um, yeah, it's probably fifty fifty. Like I'm, I've got ideas for people, and other people, I'm like shit. Like I just like don't know what to get. And as for myself, like I, I hate. I hate giving my own list to people because like, I don't have a list. Like I don't really need or want anything. Um, yeah. but you know, nevertheless, it's always stuff that I could, 
could use, I guess. I don't know. Yeah, I'm like the same thing. Like people are like, yes, my mom and dad are like send me send us a list, and I'm like, I go to write down the list, and I'm like, I don't like, want mom. I'm 29. Like I don't. I don't need you buy. Like I don't want, you didn't, Yeah, you don't need to. You don't need to buy me clothes. You don't need to buy. Like I should buy this stuff. So I get. I just don't. I can't write down a list. I'm so bad at it. like they yeah. they want a birthday list. I can never get them a birthday list in time. Mm-hmm. Like I'd rather just like, you know. But they want to get stuff that I need. But like, right. I don't know what I need. You know, I don't know what I need like, until I need it, and then when I need it, yeah. it's not Christmas time. Yeah, like last year, my dad got me. He got us all, you know, coat racks. Maybe that was two years ago. Yeah, it was two years Amish, ago. I remember that. Um, exactly. Amish made coat racks, and like we all got one. I was like, I didn't know I needed this, but I did. You know, thank yeah. you. Like this is this is the present that I I wanted. Exactly. So, so same when people send me lists, like I barely look at them. I'm like, no, nah, I don't want to get them what they expect. I want to get them something different. Right. And then I end up like. You know, getting stuff at the last second that but it usually works out yeah um speaking of that um do you have i imagine at some point in your life you've received some uh, music related uh, christmas gifts around the holidays do any in particular kind of stand out to you yeah i mean when i was younger i would i would ask for drum equipment and cymbals sure. and and uh yeah mainly cymbals usually those are the ones that yeah. i didn't buy you burn the room enough yeah you need yeah yeah, so you burn it through. So I remember I would got um, a bunch of drum, like drum heads or drum sticks. Drum sticks were a, a staple for a while. Totally. They would break a lot. Um, so yeah, as far as music, a lot of that. Uh, as far as albums and whatnot, not specifically. I can't remember anything direct that I wanted like that. Yeah. So how about you? Sounds yeah, like there's, you have there's, something. there's two that stand out. Uh, one of my favorite stories that I think explains a lot about the person that I am today. Uh, Christmas 2005 in my stocking, I received a CD copy of All the Right Reasons by Nickelback, which was the first album that I owned. Um, and obviously, I think that just set the course for everything. You know, that's what really got me into grunge, you know, with Nickelback's place in the grunge scene that really kind of sparked things. And then I was able to move from Nickelback into a lot of bands that Nickelback inspired, obviously, you know, and then later on came Pearl Jam and, and, you know, Alice in Chains and Soundgarden and Nirvana too, you know, off of, off of, you know, just how inspiring that record was for a lot of those musicians at the time. So that was a big one. Um, and then Christmas 08, I think it was 2008. Um, I got a guitar. I wanted to learn how to play guitar. So I got like a, a Fender, uh, not a Fender, a Squire Strat, uh, in the in the patented starburst pattern, I took one lesson, and that was it. Um, and then I sold it some years later, and I bought an acoustic guitar with the money uh, from the Craigslist sale that I did. To this day, still the only Craigslist sale that I've ever done in my life. Um, so nice. those 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 are the two big ones. Also uh, behind me, right here on my wall, um, the Red Hot Chili Peppers "Freaky Styly" album. My mom got this for me for Christmas, like. Four years ago or five years ago and it was just like a shot in the dark um i don't really like the red hot chili peppers i certainly awesome. <laughs> i really don't really like freaky styly um but i've got it and it looks good on my wall for when i do the podcast so um it's the gift that keeps on giving that's awesome. i love you mom i don't mean to insult your uh your, your gift giving abilities your yeah, exemplary came- uh, you know, it came from the heart. She was trying to, you know, exactly. music related. Yeah, she had, I mean, had some skin in the game. Exactly. That, that happens. Sometimes you, you know, sometimes you swing, sometimes you miss. Yeah. Sometimes, you know, but you get walked. The important thing is that you keep swinging. Yep. It was a walk. She got on base. 
Yeah, she got on base. I mean, all these years later, she must have known that I was gonna we were gonna start the Grunge Bible podcast, and I was gonna need to put records on bring my up, wall. Bring up, bring so. up now. Yeah, exactly. Uh, yeah. Speaking of records, though, I do enjoy. Uh, I've given a few records for Christmas. That's one of my favorite things to give oh, yeah. people because uh, every year we have a, a, a watch party at my cousin's, and I'm, I'm gift. I gifted them uh, Bonnie Vera record. Nice. Uh, a couple a couple years ago, and. You know, they didn't ask for it and they didn't, you know, they liked Bonnie Bear, but it was, you know, it was a nice surprise. It was nice. And it was like, yeah, this is a great, like one of my favorite records. Like, please enjoy, you know, it fits the house. It fits the winter time. So, yeah. um, done that a, a few times. I think I've given Nick one. Yeah. And, um, yeah, yeah music, really, music is such fun. a thoughtful gift, I think, because it, it takes kind of, you know, you have to think and, and try to, you know, understand maybe, you know, what people would be into and, and remember certain things about them, obviously, you know, if there's a song that like you played for them and, you know, they really dug it, you can kind of circle back to that and, and, and share some more music. And certainly with how big of fans of music that we are, you know, any sort of music, uh, music gift, you know, is always a hit in my book. Mm-hmm. Yeah. One of the, uh, so we're going to get into some, some Christmas music and, movies and different things and hopefully it's uh hopefully it's good but i've been listening to a a, a record that i've been listening to a lot recently is the philly special christmas album that came out last year okay um again we at the christmas party last year um my cousin had it and and he's like yeah we got it you know put it on and it was really good and something about you know you know the eagles players you know coming together and making an album they made one uh, for this, I just looked it up. I went to buy the old album, like this, like in at, like at November, like right after Thanksgiving, and it was a limited run, so everything was like three hundred dollars. Like, oh <laughs> oh my yeah, gosh! Yeah. And I was like, well, I was like, I guess I'm gonna be listening to this one on Spotify. <laughs> yeah, I'm not gonna be getting that. no physical, no physical copy for me. As much as I really wanted to have one, I was like, ah, dude, that is sometimes it just deep. can't be helped. Yeah, so. That's the problem with these type of limited releases. Um, that's how it should be. That's fine with me. Yeah. And um, yeah, what a great, what a great album. Some really good, it's like eight tracks, I think. And uh, Santa Claus is Coming to Town is one of my favorites by them. And that one, they, they have, uh, I think they have Jalen Hurts coming and sing a little bit or nice. talk at least. That's and Kelsey's be- belting it out. And yeah, it's a, uh, are they good? It's really fun. I, yeah, they're really good. The, um, the guy who produced it, um, is the producer for War on Drugs. He does oh, their stuff. Nice. Let me get his see if I can get his name right. Um That's pretty so cool. the music is really solid. Like, you know what I mean? And then they also can sing um they can sing, you know, fairly well. Nothing crazy, you know, there's they're not better than we know, could probably. Yeah. But yeah, it was produced by Charlie Hall, the drummer for the band War on Drugs, who I nice. we like a lot. I mean, I like a lot and so the music is really, really solid. Um, Sweet. Yeah. Have you have you listened to it much? White Christmas no, is the one where they. Um, I actually Mylotta does the nah, nah, like the high pitch. Um, yeah, I um I didn't know that it existed until about two hours ago when you told me that you wanted to talk about it. So naturally, being the really good co- yeah being the good co-host that I am in those two hours between learning about it and sitting down to record it, I did not seek it out at all. Um, I'll have to do my homework later. And get back to it, but I, I I dig that idea. I think it's really cool. Um, any sort of like extracurricular stuff like that's always. Really it's fun. like when Bronson Arroyo covering the bases, man. Oh five, it's fucking sick. 
It's awesome. Right? You yeah. can't you can't help but just be like, you know, he's kind of good. Like this this is really solid. Like right. you just you love it. So yeah. it is a really really solid album, and it's the type of music I want to listen to during the Christmas time. Is it all? Um, there- it's all covers of of like classic Christmas songs. Yeah, so we got White Christmas, Blue Christmas, Merry Christmas, Baby, The Night Green Before Christmas, Christmas, Red Christmas, Christmas, Baby, Please Come Home, Silent Christmas, or <laughs> Silent Night, <laughs> Santa, and then Santa Claus is Coming to Town is the last one, nice. so seven oh, songs. Oh, yeah, yeah, that's the good bookend right there. That's what we needed. Yeah, and um, so, yeah, all kind of covers of, of classics and nice. stuff that I want to hear around Christmas, you know? Well, that's the thing, because there's a lot of things that maybe necessarily uh, we are given to listen to around Christmas that we don't really want to listen to around Christmas. No. And Ethan, there, there there might be a divergence of thought here, because I can kind of get down with some of what we're about to discuss. But, um, you know, it makes sense. This is the episode where we need to discuss the longstanding tradition of Pearl Jam releasing a holiday single uh, to the 10 Club. Uh, and they did this from 1991 until 2018, with the exception of 1994, I believe they didn't. But every single year, they would put out a holiday single. You know, they, they'd release some songs, maybe some 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 studio stuff, uh, some deep cuts, perhaps some Christmas songs are in the mix. Also some live recordings of, uh, you know, some more esoteric things. Um, and Ethan, uh, we almost we almost kind of did the episode before doing the episode because you kind of got a little carried away or fired, not carried away. You got fired up about this. So what are your thoughts on on the Pearl Jam holiday singles? And I just I just need to hear kind of where you're coming from. Yeah. So again, yeah, before we talked about this, you put this on the list and it was, I knew they had done some stuff, but I hadn't, I've really never listened to it. So I went and started listening to a few of the songs. And as soon as I started listening to it, I realized that I hated it. <laughs> and, um, and like, so like Christmas music versus carols, like I'm more of a carol guy. Like I want the silent nights, hark the herald, angels yeah. sing. Like yep. I like the old stuff. And I, I do, of course, like the, uh, Santa Claus, uh, Santa Claus is coming to town, and yeah, and, the Christmas uh, song, you know, the, have yeah, yourself a merry little Christmas. Stuff. Yeah, and when you get into the more like honestly, like the guitar-driven Christmas stuff, and like uh, it loses me so fast. And then, so then you get Pearl Jam, and they they're kind of doing a lot of that. Like, I think their cover of Jingle Bells is actually pretty good. Like, there's that, um, yeah, that's like rock-driven, and I don't know, it's it's a pretty good band work, but. You know, what was it like Santa God or Christmas isn't real and, and a few different things like once it uh, hair and Eddie better they're, sing their their roaring cover of uh, someday at Christmas. Yes, it just is like this is not the this is not getting me in the mood. This is not like what I want to hear. And I was just like I I did not like it. And maybe maybe it's just me. Like Christmas music is I guess controversial. People like love it then hate it back and it's, forth it's, like it's, when it's hard though like you can't like this is a forbidden world and like no matter how much you want to get into it like the the books are closed there's no more room uh I to get so in too. there yeah, yeah i, I like the, the idea like uh, i I'm, I'm gonna i'll tone it back a little bit you know i'm i like the idea of doing it like it's really cool that they you know each year gave something back to their fans and whatnot um i just i don't like any of their christmas songs um any of their covers especially i, I mean even the original Let Me Sleep, It's Christmas Time that, you know, goes way back into the early 90s. Um, I don't really like that one much either. I think of these Christmas singles that they released. Um, the non-Christmas stuff, you know, there's some good stuff in there. Like in 1993, they released their song Angel. 
as a uh, as a Christmas uh, single. Also, Last Kiss was one of their Christmas singles as well. Um, a lot of a lot of different live versions. Strangest Tribe, which was later released on Lost Dogs, um, that that one's on there. Um, and then in 2008, they released Santa Cruz, which is is a really kind of good you know feel good song a little bit along with the Golden State, but. Um, it seems that in recent years, uh, until they discontinued the program after 2018, they kind of realized, or, or you know, they kind of squeezed every ounce of moisture out of out of that towel, uh, and they kind of stayed away from a lot of the Christmas stuff. And 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 in past years, it was a lot of live stuff or just covers and whatnot, um, which I think is kind of more their lane. It's just such a difficult thing to do. Like I don't, I don't really like many of like the contemporary. Christmas songs and even even a lot of the modern interpretations of classic Christmas songs by bands like it's it's for me there's just something that's so tied up with like you 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 grow attached to the stuff you hear when you were a kid um you know on on like the, the classic yeah. Christmas stuff that your parents were listening to that their parents were probably listening to um so it's just you know I I I appreciate the attempt uh, but it's just it's just not for me Yeah I can understand like giving giving something to the fans once a year around Christmas, but um, you know, it could just be a regular song. It doesn't need to be kind of fit into the vein of Christmas and they'd probably be just, probably be just as fine, just as good. And yeah, I'm, I'm a sucker for the older stuff. Same with like, uh, we move into like Christmas movies, like the classics and the yeah. stuff that I like watching. I mean, it's once a year. So, yeah. you know, I mean, you get, you've watched them uh, hundreds, hundreds of times now, but right. You know, Christmas Story, Wonderful Life. I mean, White Christmas, Charlie Brown Christmas Special, like all those. Like I, the Rudolph, the original on, Rudolph, the original Frosty, mm-hmm. maybe. Yeah, I clicked on. There was a movie on Apple TV, and it was Will Ferrell and Ryan Reynolds called Spirited, and it was like, you know, um, goes to Christmas present past and future, and mm-hmm. and it was like Will Ferrell, this young teenage boy in the Grim Reaper. It's like uh, played like you couldn't see. It's like it was like a rapper voice or whatever. Like he, <laughs> like from from the ghetto, and they were gonna like I'm assuming help Ryan Reynolds like you know see the joy in Christmas. And I watched. I'm taking it, you I didn't like, oh. watch it, did you? No, I no. put it on and, and I put it on in the background. I was like, what the hell is? I was like, I don't know. I'm not doing. I'm not gonna subject myself to this. I was like, yeah. I thought Will Ferrell, Ryan Reynolds, like maybe we'll get something yeah. something good. But I didn't even want to try to get into like how it's like corporate Christmas and the new Christmas. I don't know. It just, it was not going to be for me. And I was like, I'm not going to waste my time. Yeah. There's, there's only two Christmas movies from the 21st century that I like, um, just because I don't care to, I don't care to explore more. And I'm certainly if, if that's the type of stuff they're putting out, uh, I don't, I, I really don't want to explore more, but for me, uh, elf is a big one. My mom loves elf. So like we'll watch it at the holidays and, and that's mm-hmm. always really fun. And then I, I also have a personal tradition. Um, I love watching love actually, uh, which I think it turns nice. 20 years old this Christmas season. Um, it's that's a good one. That's a really good one. I, I, I might, tonight might be the night, Ethan. I'm running out of pre-Christmas days sitting here on the 13th. Um, I've got to watch that one. I've got to watch the Rudolph the Red-Nosed Reindeer, the original one from the 60s. But um, yeah, I, I, there's just something about, there's something about a art. A Year Without Santa Claus? I, I don't even know what that it. is. That has Heat Miser. Uh, oh, is that, is that that one? Okay, yeah. I believe so. I don't, I don't know. I'm not sure. I mean, you know, you know me with movies. I, I don't, I don't, I don't know anything. I mean, I just watched Uncle Buck for the first time, and I just watched Planes, Trains, and Automobiles a couple of nights ago oh, for the first time. So, um, 
you know, I've, I, I'm, I'm not the person to have a conversation with about a lot of these, these things. Yeah, I know. How was planes, trains, and automobiles, by the way? It was good. I mean, it's no Uncle Buck. I'll, I'll say that. I liked Uncle Buck more. It was funny. It was really funny, though. Um, so I, I, I'm, I'm kind of in like the John Candy era a little bit here, and Steve Martin was great in that one as well. Um, so I'm, I'm glad that I watched it. I don't think it's going to be become a traditional watch for me uh, around, well, I suppose it's a Thanksgiving movie. You know, they're trying to get home for Thanksgiving. But yeah, the end kind of shook me up a little bit in the same fashion that the ending of Uncle Buck shook me up a little bit. <laughs> like the realization that, that John Candy's character's wife had passed away and and he wasn't trying to get home. And it's just, you know, he was he doesn't have a home and he was lonely around around Thanksgiving, so that that kind of tugged at the heartstrings a little bit. I've been I've been on an emotional roller coaster ride the last couple of weeks with all these all these revelations here. So that was that was a good one that I needed. Good, good. I'm glad that glad you got the. I, I was attempting gonna attempt to watch that last night as well, yeah. so I could be on the same page again, but mm-hmm. um, wasn't able to. Yeah. That's all right. Um, going back to the, uh, the the Pearl Jam holiday singles, I assume. I'm pretty certain that I know what your answer is not going to be for this question that I want to ask you, but if you could pick any band, you know, kind of from like the grunge nineties ish scene to put out a Christmas album, uh, who would you choose? Mm. This is tough. Um, I guess, you know, I guess of all the suitors, Pearl Jam is like the least surprising to have. Done they were it. like the most likely candidate to do it. Yeah. Yeah. It makes the most sense. Um, I feel like Kirk, Kurt Cobain and, and Nirvana could release something that would be probably a probably a bad take on Christmas in a lot of I don't know I feel like they would go total counter yeah um, but maybe like they would still produce some songs that were pretty I don't know unique like they would right. probably do it completely different and um, I don't know it probably wouldn't have anything to do with Christmas but they would like market it that way or something. Mm-hmm. so maybe yeah maybe i'd like to see a nirvana christmas special that'd be kind of that might be something that would could be interesting yeah um i don't know cool. though there's not really like maybe the smashing pumpkins could do yeah. like, a christmas like this isn't thing. an itch that i'm desperate to scratch yeah you never you never know until they release i'm trying to think of some christmas albums i, I believe kurt vile has a christmas album yeah yeah uh, mark landon did some christmas song. stuff too he used to do like yeah. Dark Mark Does Christmas, uh, which is which was which was certainly cool. I think he did one in 2012, and then again in 2020. Um, but you know, there's there's one of those things like you never know until until you're listening to it, kind of how you're going to receive it. Scott Weiland did a Christmas album, and I thought it was really really tasteful. But he had just kind of like the perfect vocal presence to do something like that, and and it wasn't you know rock oriented or anything. It was kind of you know it was his interpretation of those classics in the classic style, which is something that I'm definitely more amenable to. Um, you know, as much as I would appreciate, you know, a Soundgarden, you know, Christmas album or something, I just, there's just something about, like you said, like the guitar driven stuff that like doesn't, doesn't lend itself well to a lot of these classic songs that were Mm -hmm. written, you know, how people used to write songs, you know, a hundred years ago or even longer ago than that. So, um, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, I definitely like, I mean, when I think about Christmas music, it's, it's more delicate and more, you know, so no 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 Buzz Osborne, roasting. probably no Buzz Osborne. Yeah, chestnuts Christmas. roasting on the open fire. It's cold, you know, cold outside, and yeah, a little bit more like winter cabin type stuff, you know. Yeah. Um, 
Do you have somebody from the grunge era that you'd like to hear an album from? I, I don't think so. I, like I said, I've got I've got enough here. I'm you know I'm big on the uh, the Sinatras and the Bing Crosbys of the era and the right, Nat King right. Coles of the era. Um, and there's there's, you know, there's a lot of contemporary stuff. Like my two least favorite Christmas songs, which unfortunately I think at this point have become classics. But I fucking hate Dominic the Donkey, and I fucking hate even more Grandma Got Run Over by a Reindeer. Yeah, I hate those I, songs. I, yeah, I'm with you on those. Those two, yeah, those two don't have a place in the house. Well, even like when like contemporary bands or modern bands like release originals that are Christmas songs, I don't really think of them at Christmas as as Christmas songs. So like the Wonder Years have a song called Christmas at 22, which is kind of like based around like being at home for the holidays, like for the first time after high school, and like reconnecting with all of your friends that you haven't seen in a while, and you know making your way through the world and. You know, it's I, technically a Christmas song, but I, I'll listen to it all throughout the year, and and I like it a lot. But it just doesn't occupy that space. Like I'd feel weird about putting it on a Christmas playlist. Yeah, very true. Like my Christmas yeah, playlist funny. is a sacred space. Yep, I I agree with that. Like I said, I'm more of a carol guy. Like I you know Silent Night and stuff. If I'm getting, did you ever go caroling as a child, like door to door type thing? I did. Yeah. Nice. I never I never got the chance. You know, that's a, a dying art, man. I, I, I love it. I mean, <laughs> I haven't done it in years and it's, it's, I don't, people, I think people still do it. It's kind of, but people think that it's really weird, but it's kind of keeps the spirit of Christmas alive. And, you know, the, uh, I don't know, it, it, people would get really annoyed by it too, but yeah. And it is, I mean, I'm not a very good singer, but it's I'm, kind I'm of not cool, either. It's kind of a cool thought. I mean, you just don't get an, another time to do something like that. Yeah, there's there's no other opportunity to do something like that. No, no imagine caroling in July. <laughs> I think we I should. Mean, it's give like it a trick shot. or treating almost. It's funny. Trick Halloween and Christmas have like a lot of parallels too, because the two holidays that have like music attached to it, they have like caroling and and trick or treating. You have the movies. There's a ton of movies to watch during both season. Right. How many other holidays that have like all of that? No. No, they're definitely the outliers. Which make them fun. Exactly. That's what we're here for. Um, so a couple uh, more things. Uh, you've got your, your Christmas traveling all squared away, huh? Yeah. If you guys are listening to this, I will be in Pennsylvania. But I'm uh, when we record this, I'm on the eve of, of traveling. So yeah, I'll be driving back the next two days, um, which is always fun. I feels right to drive. Well, I guess flying home for Christmas. That's at all the movies. But I'm excited to be driving. Yeah. Driving cold, cold weather drives hit different, you know? Yeah. I never like know when the heat can, never know when the heat's going to go out. Exactly. You got to play that game. Man, I haven't, I haven't been on a good, good drive behind the wheel alone in, in, in quite a while. So I'll have to put one of those into my schedule at some point because we obviously had our, our run to Charleston uh, last month, but that was a little different. <laughs> yeah, very. It <laughs> was different. very different. But yeah, so I got the Christmas travel coming up. I like that a part of the season. I like I like going, you know, trying to get home. That's like what a lot of movies are based on too. It's like yeah. the hustle and bustle of getting home for the holiday. Absolutely. And then you just you, you get in the door and there's just like that kind of calm that comes over you. I suppose if you mm-hmm. if you like your family. <laughs> yes. I'll tell you, and like I have. having lived away from home for five five Christmases, I think when I was in school and a couple of years afterwards, I don't miss having to travel for the holidays. Um, that's one thing, like some of my friends are like, oh, like you want to go on a trip over Christmas break or like you want to like go on a cruise or something I'm like, nope. Like I, I was like, I'm not I'm like, I, I don't roll. I don't roll on the holidays. Like I, 
I've I've done enough of that. I've had my fill. So until yeah, until what the do you time think about yeah. I say, what do you think about the uh, snowbirds and the people going to Florida for Christmas and the the warm weather Christmas? Set, I don't I don't up. like it, man. I I like some I don't cold like weather. It either, man. You know, I, I I don't I don't hate snow. I especially like I I've been jonesing for uh for a white Christmas. I haven't had one in probably like 15, 10, 15 years or so. But problem wow. is, it doesn't get quite cold enough anymore around December. Uh, for it to snow really around here anymore so um sure you know, it does. Anything, i feel like i've had i feel like we've had i've had snow I, the last i have i mean well i live like 500 miles away from you i think give or take um, yeah but i haven't i haven't like had it. snow i would remember and and if uh -huh. i wouldn't remember ethan my papa would remember he's yeah yeah, oh, yeah. he's he's the weather guy yeah snow on christmas is a big deal so people yeah. do remember that it's special oh yeah um, let's see what else, anything else we need to talk about? Um, yeah, but I'm, just imagine listening to try listening to some like Christmas music on the beach. Like, I, yeah, I don't not, understand. And like, work. they have like, you know, God rest his soul, but like the Jimmy Buffett, like Christmassy stuff. Like I just, I don't know. A tropical Christmas is not for me when I have access to the, the traditional cold weather Christmas. Yeah. Uh, it's not yeah. something, you know, that I don't think that's anything I would ever do of my own accord. Um, the only thing that would, that would get me to do that is if like, I, you know, one of my family members moved or something, or like my like future significant other was from like a, a, a warm climate and I had to go there or something. So, um, yeah. those are not maybe, present issues. Maybe my, maybe my views will change and when I get older and wanting to travel around Christmas, but like I'd rather just be around people that I know and, yeah. and want to be around and yeah. all, you know, that whole your families are where they are, you know? Yeah. So, exactly. That's fantastic. I believe that should wrap it up, Chris. I think we, before we start rambling, is there anything yeah, else that you... Yeah, we don't need... Well, we do have to uh, make a very special... We probably should have done this at the beginning, but this is, uh, you know, for the for the people uh, that really pay attention. But there's one more birthday that's not on the 18th, but it's, uh, it's coming up uh, between the time we're recording and then the time this episode comes out. But we would like to wish a very happy birthday to the one and only Drew McFadden. He is the blood that runs, runs through the veins and the arteries and the capillaries of the Grunge Bible podcast. Without him, none of this would exist. Uh, and I'm mm -hmm. really pumped up. I'm pumped up for Drew's birthday. Yes, Drew is turning. I guess he's probably turning 29 like me. Um, I'm getting old. Man, happy birthday, Drew. Yeah, we love you so much. Love you, Drew. And... Uh, yeah, he's he's one day before my little brother's birthday, so it's always so easy for me to remember his birthday as well. Yeah. Um. So thank you for that, Drew. And hopefully he has a wonderful birthday and Christmas. Um. I don't think he's gonna be able to come home. He's gonna stay in California. Yeah. I think. Damn. But that's how it goes sometimes. What are you gonna do? Christmas in Cali. Yeah. On the beach. On the beach. But that fits him. I feel like he would, if he was in this conversation, he'd be like, actually. <laughs> yeah, I love. He's like, well, I until love. until you've experienced one in, in the warm climate, I love you're out a good of your hot, frame of reference. Hot chocolate on the beach. <laughs> yeah. yeah, that that would definitely be a Drew thing for sure. All right, so the final thing, if you're still here, thank you very much. Um, now we're gonna do the songs of the week. We're gonna give you guys a song to listen to. Chris, do you have one off the top of your head? Yeah, I do actually. So sitting here, uh, today's the 13th, as we've mentioned. Um, for some reason, I don't really know why, but I woke up this morning and I posted, um, I posted a, a Beastie Boys song. I posted Sure Shot, and um, I posted it, and I was like, I don't really know what to post today. Like in the comments below, like please, like 
just give me suggestions uh, on something to post. And um, Jason T. Sullivan commented, he said, oh man, an entire day of the Beastie Boys would be fantastic. So that's what we're doing. I've got like five or six Beastie Boys posts out today. We're letting it rip. So it's only fitting that my song of the week is going to be a Beastie Boys song. And I'm going to pick Ryman and Steelin'. Um, I think, uh, I forget what album it's off of, but it's classic Beastie Boys. I think it's from the the, the 80s that that one came out, but that's going to be my song of the week. Uh, I'm not a Beastie Boys guy, really, but it feels right today. Like, I'm I'm getting into them today. I listened to them for most of the morning while I was working, uh, sitting here. So uh, that's going to be my song of the week. Do you uh, do you have something Hell off the, yeah. top of the top of your mind? I do, yeah. I remember Beastie Boys. It was one of our original midnight specials that we posted. I think so. And uh, it did super well because they're pretty adjacent uh, in ways to the time and place. And uh, yeah, they did. They did awesome. So people love some some Beastie Boys content. Uh, for my song, I, I mentioned it earlier, but I'm going to go with Kurt Vile's Must Be Santa. And uh, it came out last year, um, or the beginning, I guess maybe the beginning of 2023. Probably yeah, right around Christmas, so a year ago. But off of the album that came off in 23. And uh, great, just a great song. Kind of has like the piano bass and has the a younger voice to it, like must be Santa. And uh, nice. it's really good, really solid. And I can, I can, I can do with, deal with it. So hell yeah. My Christmas special song. That's awesome. I like that. Um, nice. So we've got two sides of the coin there for our, uh, our songs of the week. <laughs> Absolutely. So that wraps it up. We'll be back next week for a small, quick, episode pretty much see me saying merry christmas happy new year so uh look forward to that and then we're gonna hit 2024 running pretty excited about that oh yeah well. me too i've got a good feeling about next week i feel like next week there's a chance that we might have another edition of uh, original poetry from grunge bible um that's and- right and and if and if there's not an original one written uh, for that episode, Ethan, there is one that is a, a near and dear part of our lives that you wrote about two years ago um, that we will be reading uh, during the episode. So I'm excited for that one. Uh, it's surely going to be a hit. That is. That is exactly what next week's episode will be. Thank you. Yeah, Great that's idea. The, that's the day that St. Nick will be coming. Exactly. St. Nick. All right, guys. Thank you very much. We'll talk to you next week. Peace. Thanks, everyone.